0: This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link red5.
1: is now the ultimate power in the universe what is up everyone damn with these buttons what's up oh madam shanti what's up how you doing girl i'm good how are you good good um i swear if kelly says something about the square red five logo i will (laughs) kick her ass welcome everyone um you look nice tonight what's uh what's going on look at that
2: Scarf after dark is back so thought right. i thought i'd dress for the occasion
1: that is beautiful you got some weirdo lurking behind your back there who's 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 that oh my god <laughs> very nice very nice i prefer to scuttle the butt of course you do of course you do welcome everyone in the chat um let's see who do we have in there and um we will remind folks that uh after scarif live we go right into well not right into with what a half an hour in between yeah um but uh yeah don't miss uh this is a night of scarif right now it's the scarif scuttlebutt and scarif after dark and if you are not familiar with scarif after dark shame on you madam mm. shanti is in control yes. <laughs> i'll tell everybody about scarif after dark
2: uh, so scarf After Dark is a show where we explore why nerds are sexy.
1: Mm, are we? I think we are. Mm, okay. Don't doubt me. Isn't it funny? I said, are we? Like I'm part of that. I'm not a nerd. <laughs> Get out of here.
2: Yes. Okay. You're the biggest one of them all.
1: <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Well, we have a wonderful lineup tonight. And a wonderful uh, discussion that I think is going to turn out really nice. Look at all the wonderful people in the chat. I know. Um, let me see here. Yeah, yeah. We've got yeah. Uh, our friend Vader Rapina. Um, I just want to tell you guys that uh, I am so psyched for this conversation um, for many reasons. Um, first of all, you look amazing. Thank you. And second, um, you just sent me something that I'm gonna I'm gonna open up um, live uh, and uncut here on the Scare Scuttlebutt podcast. I have no idea what it is, but uh, <laughs> it's gonna be um, a lot of fun. I did make sure that. Uh, well, wait, wait, let's just we we'll, we'll cut <laughs> to the chase later. Let's cut to the chase. But um, let's see. Ooh, Vader, Matt Vader's seventy four is in the house. Uh, of oh. course, you are very sexy. I mean, look at that thumbnail. <laughs> um i love love blondes right vader (laughs) absolutely um thank you guys uh g-force racing is in here lunar girl uh tina all our friends from all over and i think i saw who did i see earlier let's see here oh that was tina Hi friends, and then Lunar Girl is in there. Thank you, Lunar Girl, for all that you do. Uh, Sith Care Bear, Josh, uh, your co-host. That's funny because, uh, like, I turned up to you, and all I saw was the word "butt" behind you. Love it, love it. Oh, that's good. Let me see. There you go. There you go. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, a couple of announcements. I just want to make sure that people know who we are. We are the Scare of Scuttlebutt Podcast. You know, I, I don't like when the looky room is. Uh, let's go over here like looking that way over there all right cool excellent (laughs) (laughs) oh my god wow you're anal um you know what i I, without knowing it i guess i am you are yeah
2: you're pretty ocd about certain things
1: yeah especially square red five logos Mm -hmm. i think so absolutely never gonna win that one Nope. But, um, yeah, so we are Scarif live part of the red five network. If, uh, you love shenanigans, then, uh, please go visit the red five network, uh, red five network.com or check out, uh, bio.link slash red five, the number five, you'll find a whole bunch of, uh, YouTube shows and podcasts all over the place doing some cool and fun stuff. Come on over the more, the merrier it's a party. Absolutely. Um, a couple of announcements. We love to hear your voices. So if you guys want to leave us a voicemail at seven seven three two three four, eighty six fifty nine, 234 8659 just tell us whatever you want. Tell us. Hello. Uh, tell Shanti how awesome she looks. Uh, tell me uh, that I need to change my Hawaiian shirt every so often, whatever you want. Um, tell us that we're wrong about, uh, and, well, I don't know if, uh, I'll, I'll delete those messages. Um, <laughs> no, no, just you know, tell us whatever you want. Uh, leave yeah. a message. Um, I know Vader Rapina has been uh, working up the uh, the nerve to leave us a message in character. So, looking forward mm-hmm. to that. So that'd be nice. Um, what character? I, I do not know. He has a plethora of characters that he likes I to. To say into. plethora. Plethora. Yes, absolutely. Um, The other announcement too, I know Shanti, you are in Florida and I want to make sure that, uh, you know, if, if anybody has any friends in Florida or they have been affected by the recent storm, please check in on them, make sure they're okay. Say hello, uh, go visit them, help them out if you can. Um, I know there's a lot of damage down there and, um, you know, people, we will rise, but we need to help each other. Uh, So please uh, do so. Um, and speaking of helping each other, I also want to encourage everyone to support your local, uh, podcast, whether it's a red five network show or not, go check them out, interact with them. That's what we live for. That's our bread and butter. We love to say, to see how you're doing and to get some feedback from all the material and the content that we produce. Isn't that right?
2: Absolutely.
1: Shanta, you got any Halloween plans? As of right now, no, actually,
2: but that's okay. We'll see. Now, there's always something going on.
1: Well, yeah, and I'm sure, you know, your ideas will ramp up. Um, I do want to see, you know, when we get closer to Halloween, I do want to see our friends um, and their costumes. So please uh, make sure that you tag us and uh, make sure that we see some of of your awesome costumes. A lot of people, uh, we have a lot of friends in the 501st. Um, like uh, Todd uh, over at WSTR Galactic Public Access, another Red Five member, and um, the some folks over at Rogue One Radio. I know uh, DJ um, does some some trooping, and uh, I would love to see more costumes.
2: I do have a costume, I'm keeping it under wraps.
1: Mm, okay,
2: it, I will give a clue, it is a Marvel character.
1: Very nice. It. So cool, excellent. So we are going to be talking about episode five of Andor, The Axe Forgets But The Tree Remembers, directed by Susanna White. And I want to bring in our wonderful, wonderful guest tonight on the show. You know her. Her um, um, wonderful support helps uh, us. Uh, She is one of our patrons, one of our favorite people on the planet. I want to say hello to Melanie. Melanie.
2: Hello. Hey, Melanie. Oops.
1: Wrong one. Hey, <laughs> Melanie. I'll worry. I'm gonna. I'm how gonna put you? you down. I'm gonna put you down here because. He uh, likes face... when the two ladies are on top. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. I've got. I've got the face for radio, so I don't know what I'm doing on uh, on uh, YouTube here. And we have some new friends, um, Brown Leader and John Scruffy. From let's bring them in here. They can tell us a little bit about. Who they are, yeah. what's up, fellas? What's up? Hello there. How you doing? General <laughs> good. Kenobi. <laughs> good answer. Right. How yeah. are you guys? Good, good. You yeah. fantastic. Tell us a little bit about your uh channel. So we are uh
0: hyperspace heroes podcast. Um, we are brown squadron. There's three hosts: myself, brown leader, uh Scruffy, and then uh droid bait is our other host. Uh couldn't make it with us tonight, but uh, he's doing family things, but yeah, we're an audio only podcast at this time. Uh, we broadcast on, uh, your, you know, podcast service of choice, nice. um, talks right now, we're all star Wars, unless we want to tease scruffy a little bit with, uh, <laughs> some Trek. but, uh, the, no track. Uh, yeah, no, track. <laughs> but we primarily talk. Yeah. Star Wars.
1: Very nice. Very nice. And, um, I will ask Melanie the same thing, but she is a, a wonderful presence on Twitter for uh, for all of us here. We uh, love interacting with her. Isn't that right, Mel? Oh,
3: thank you. Yes, we have a good time. Yes, we do. We good time on the Twitter. <laughs> what especially is your this week? especially, yeah, especially this, this week. week. Yeah. we've been using it right this week.
1: Step, yeah. step aside. Step aside there. Right, there you go. We'll get to we'll get to that guy in a minute. You guys and Tina and everybody uh, giving him giving him some crap. <laughs> Whatever, man. Perrin, Perrin. Yeah. He deserves it.
0: Absolutely. See? Yeah, yeah right. absolutely.
1: Excellent. Josh is
3: in a camp all on his own. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's an army of one.
1: Yep. Yep. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, episode five of Andor: The Axe Forgets, but the Tree Remembers. Um, I want to go around the table and ask, um, obviously, our our new friends. And, Melanie, you have not been on um, our show. I kind of know your takes on it because we interact with each other a a lot. But I want to get the guys' take on um, the series overall. What do you guys think? And I'll start with uh, Mr. Scruffy um, (laughs) and um, see what your take is overall. So far, we are five episodes in. What do you think?
4: Five episodes in. And so far... State for the record. I'm not hating it. Okay. But I'm not a big fan so far. Okay, Um, Not a lot of action and much to the happiness of my other members of my team here. There's lots of character growth. (laughs) Uh, Because, yeah, yeah, there he he goes. You you say that like it's a
1: four-letter word. (laughs) I know.
4: (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, there's got to be a happy medium here. Uh, You know, one of the great things about the movies is, you know, they could have character growth and... Action at the same time uh, And you know there's something to be said for uh, you know the anonymity or the mystery of a character and not necessarily knowing everything about that character uh, Much to uh, brown leaders uh, dis- disagreement there <laughs> uh, It's just too slow right now, but okay. having said that It is Star Wars and it's exactly what I wanted to see I wanted to see something that didn't have Jedi and stormtroopers in it. No mm-hmm. quick appearance from Vader I wanted to see less main characters and more backstories. You know, how did we get to this place? You know, how did these events unfold? How did this? How does this tie into the whole franchise as a whole? Sure. You know, what was happening at these different times? Um, you know, the one thing I liked about this is you know this Andor series. You know, we know that right around this time, Zeb and Ezra were looking for a piece of fruit for Hera, while these guys are <laughs> working on stealing the uh the payroll so yeah so I, a... i'm i'm appreciating it but um sure. i think once uh, i think once the the season is over i'll be able to appreciate these first five episodes a little more
1: yeah a lot of people um aren't aware of the crossover time-wise between Andor and some of the animated shows a lot of people don't watch the animated shows so that might be one of the biggest reasons but it is interesting to kind of Think about how um, things are happening elsewhere in the galaxy. You've got, you know, you've got other rebel cells that are kind of coming up um, in the ranks and trying to make a difference in this galaxy. Um, but yeah, definitely looking forward to, to seeing how a lot of that develops, um, especially in this way, the, the way that they're telling the story. Brown leader, what about you? Big
0: takes. Uh, I'm grooving with it. I'm, I'm digging it. I, uh, I like the slow burn. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, the i like nuance i like uh you know subtle i like lots of plot threads you know and there's just uh, i like to overanalyze a little bit sometimes with you know the story and this has definitely got a lot more story to it uh instead of just the action i'm good with the whole build up you know they seem to be running in the three episode cycles uh where it's build up build up and then you know uh, the last action scene if you know if the heist is anything like the last action scene or better then we're going to be in for quite a treat uh during the heist i think
1: absolutely i think so too i think um you know and i'll i'll mention this now i think last episode and this episode should probably have been um cut together as as one episode because it seemed like um there was a lot of character development or as matt vader put it a lot of talking um out in the country uh, um, between talking the characters and walking. yeah well, talking and walking um but um yeah melanie you and i um well all of us we we uh, discuss and or um certain aspects of of the show um every week and um, i love our discussions i know you you had a certain take regarding old hollywood and how obviously we we understand Uh that you love old hollywood but this this almost when you had posted that regarding the um the set pieces and the design uh, of production now it's like when i watch it it's like all i can think of um i think of Obviously, you know, Star Wars is uh, coupled with great production design and this series is, is no different. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think of uh, what do you think of the characters and how they're kind of coming together to obviously we, we know what's going to happen, but it's it's building up. It's it's really sure. building up to something. What uh, what's your overall take? Well, in this
3: episode in particular, I kept thinking I, I feel like I I've, I've felt these feelings before and I was trying to figure out what movie it was because I knew it was a movie. It's the great mm-hmm. escape.
1: Yes. Yeah. See, it's, and it's, I feel
3: like, Andor is the Hendley character. He's the grounder, mm-hmm. and he's the most pragmatic person, but also in some ways, the most empathetic person okay. in the group, underneath it all. Yeah. <clears throat> because Hendley's the one who takes Collins out. Right. He's not, he's not blind if he's with me mm-hmm. and that's going to be him and the young guy.
1: What's his name, Merrick? or Nemec? Nemec. Nemec. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we'll get to it too, because I did want to talk about how uh, what his uh, his little speech to uh, to andor there when they were getting ready for stuff. Uh, it's uh, you know, I, I do want to say that the writing of this show is probably nothing we've ever seen before in a Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I think it's um it's pretty um, it's pretty sophisticated. And I'm not sure if that is turning people off, but it's definitely, um, it's just, I mean, I, I, I joked around on the thumbnail. It really is subverting my expectations, but it's doing it in the right way. I had high expectations for the show going in when it was, even when it was announced in what, 2020, I think it was. And um, for me, it's delivering on all cylinders. Um, Shanti, at the end of episode five, you had texted me. I love this show. Tell me why.
2: Uh, for the same reasons as Brown Leader, honestly, I do. I, I like the slow buildup. And, um, you know, I try not to compare. I, I understand what Scruffy was saying about how, you know, we're able to get action and the balance of character, character development, you know, within a movie. But at the same time, a movie's got to pack all that in within two hours. Here we have a show. We can take a little bit more of our time. Everyone knows how much I hated the six episode arc of you know, the last two Star Wars shows. So for us to get 12 and for me to care about all these characters, because there's a lot of characters, whether they're sure. smaller, we have a lot of characters. So I want to get to know these characters. And the only way to do that is you're going to have to give a little backstory. And unfortunately, if you want to look at it that way, these first couple of episodes are going to have to take their time. Although I will say. I do agree with some people. Even though I liked this episode, it did feel a little bit like filler. But I'm okay with it. Yeah. It's it, filler that I didn't mind.
1: Right. To me, it, it, it didn't feel less like filler. It just felt like more of the last episode, if that makes okay. sense. Yeah. And I think that's why uh, episode four and five should have been put together now that, you know, that being said, there's a question in the chat. That's pretty interesting. And I'll put that up here from the Jedi of Chicago. Perhaps the show would have been better suited to release the episode in chunks rather than week to week. Like they did the first three. And I think releasing the first three was a genius move because it was kind of, uh, a one story, actually it was a two story arc um, encapsulated in, in, in the three episodes. I love the way it ended. Um, it, it, it gave me that feeling of, I want to see more obviously. Um, but I think last week when it ended kind of, to me, it kind of ended abruptly. It was like, Oh, that, that was weird. Yeah. Um, and then this week when, like I said, when it was more of the same, um that's you know i I got a little frustrated um but yeah i am absolutely enjoying the show but what do you think about that do you think that you know i i know you know certain uh streaming services uh release their shows all at once um star wars has not been that way it's been week to week uh you know i i know kenobi did what two episodes at once uh we've got three on on andor but what do you guys think about maybe having released and or all at once. And I know podcasts like us, our bread and butter is talking about it week per week, but would it have helped? Um, I'll go with Melanie first.
3: I think that Netflix has spoiled us.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right.
3: And I think that we've lost patience with things. We've okay. lost patience with storytelling. Mm-hmm. And to me, this, this is playing out a lot like masterpiece theater. Yeah you know? And so Mm -hmm. you've got this time to tell this story and they're going to take the time to tell the story. And part of the importance of it, I don't think we're going to see it until we get to the end. Mm -hmm. And it's requiring us to be patient Mm -hmm. and to pay attention. Because I think a lot of these talky bits that people are not too fond of are going to pay off later.
1: There's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. I yeah. mean, l- listen to the, you know, I watch it twice once, you know, to absorb it. And then the second time I got to put the captions up because sometimes I don't get, you mm-hmm. know, certain names or right. I might not hear it the first time. Mm-hmm. So it's it's nice to really kind of read the, mm-hmm. the, the story while you're absorbing it, because you can really take in a lot. And I think Star Wars is um, Star Wars is good at, at hiding stuff in plain sight. You know, mm-hmm. you, you look at the visuals. There's a lot there. And there's a lot of Easter eggs, obviously, because you know this franchise is you know four decades plus old. So there's, they they like to put stuff in there, but you know it definitely has a lot in there. When you take when you take a look at their conversations, uh, you know even in this last episode, there's a lot, there's a lot there that is said that kind of uh, brings this this wide universe kind of ties it all together. And we I think really have
3: three plots that are coming together,
1: right? Mm-hmm. right so there's a um, lot to tell absolutely and I I, I think I, I totally agree about uh, us being spoiled and losing our patience I mean you know shows on the BBC on the other side of the pond here they release their, their seasons and they skip a year because they produce and they mm-hmm. I think they do it better than American television where it, it just always seems rushed and people wait you know people were losing their mind that they had to wait so long for the next Stranger Things um, season mm-hmm. but it pays off in the end, Mister mm-hmm. um, Scruffy. What do you think? All at once or week by week? Uh, I, I I would like to see that
4: three episode arc the way they yeah. released the first one. Um, I agree. Uh, I was watching. I was just starting to get into it, and suddenly the credits started rolling, and I'm like, "What just happened?" Right. Yeah. And I think one of my biggest problems is. Uh, i sometimes have the attention span of a cocker spaniel puppy uh, <laughs> i just i i need uh you know i need something to kind of keep me going a little bit into it and a lot of the dialogue while is very interesting to me and I do have closed caption and i am reading it as i go uh i'm rewinding and looking for those little those little easter eggs and stuff uh sure. sometimes the, the lack of action kind of uh kind of kind of loses me a
1: little bit i think yeah, you know, George Lucas had this thing about uh, telling his actors uh, faster and more intense. Um, but, it, you know, it it is it is interesting that we've lost that that uh, that sensation of, you know, let the story breathe. You know, we know we're going to get some action. But, you know, I think when these character moments happen, I think the action means more, at least. Uh, to me a little bit, it, it means more and it's more than just exploding spaceships and things like that. Um, I think, I think Diego Luna in one of his interviews said, you know, these are, these are things that are happening to people and these are the people that, that we're learning about. So, um, yeah, I, I find it fascinating. Um, any more, uh, shanti your Brown leader, you want to comment on, uh, the, uh, episode drops all at once or I, on I,
2: week? I wouldn't want, The three episode drop at a time. I mean, we're, it's a weird thing. We're, we're begging for more content, but want to rush through it. So you want to take 12 episodes and pack it into four weeks and that's it. You're done. Cause if you drop in three at a time, I mean, Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't want to be done with this show in four weeks. Let's, let's breathe. Cause what's the next thing after this? And then Mm -hmm. you're going to be pissed off that, oh, well, now we got to wait until the next thing. Well, you wanted to get through this in four weeks, so now you're bitching that you got to wait until now Ahsoka, which is not until March of 2023. This is going to get you along nicely, especially if you're someone who has no interest in the Bad Batch season two like I do. So now this is all I have left, I believe, until Ahsoka. So sure. now I want to take my time. I want to enjoy it. It gives me something to look forward to every week. And I can map out my week. Okay, I got this on Wednesday. I got this on Thursday. I have um, House of the Dragon on Sunday. It's like yeah. how we used to watch TV. I mean, no one had problem with 24-episode arcs on cable TV. Right. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, 12 episodes. It's one a week. What a What a tragedy. <laughs> it's just weird yeah. to me.
1: I do yeah. think what Melly said that uh, Netflix kind of spoiled Yeah, we us. got used to it really We got used quick. to it. Yeah. Binge, yeah. binge
0: watching.
2: Binge, binge. And yeah. I just have never been a
1: binger. What are you going to say, Brown Leader?
0: Oh, just, you know, I, I agree with Melanie that, and, you know, we're spoiled uh, via Netflix. And, you know, if we, if they had dropped it all at once, then we'd be complaining that everybody's spoiling everything's faster than mm-hmm. we can watch it, than we can mm-hmm. consume it. Um, you know, and I go back to back when Mando first dropped and Scruffy and I and DB, we were excited week after week, after week after every episode and just the energy and the buzz and the, what do you think is going to happen? And what do you think this meant? And what do you think that meant? Mm -hmm. You know, for all of us, we grew up on headcanon. That's all we had, you know, in the beginning because we didn't have much star Wars. So we developed an imagination for what could be, what, what is the next thing going to be because we had to wait so long. And there's a, there's a lovely satisfaction to that you know in the long run
1: absolutely um i want to get to some non um plot points but i do want to kind of go through some interesting things um that the episode had because uh, i do want to talk i want to address a couple of things that the folks are saying in the chat but um did you guys catch some interesting detail from the dialogue, uh, especially with uh, Skeen and his talk about uh, the tattoos and all that? Did you guys have you guys read any uh, details on, you know, some of the meanings of of the tattoos that he had? No. He had. Um, I think I don't know he what had you like told a, me, Ro. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't get the notes.
3: <laughs> what notes? <laughs> notes? Notes? No.
1: Come on, I got notes, man.
3: Oh, my God, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you knew I was coming, and you knew who to send the notes to, right? Exactly. <laughs> and you didn't.
1: <laughs> but so, one of his, one of his tattoos, I was reading, is very interesting. It had to do with um, the empire's one of the empire's secret army um, with uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn, and I forgot the name of it. But there's mm-hmm. all sorts of uh, little clues about his tattoos. Um, all I heard was Thrawn.
3: Yeah, <laughs> He's in the magic word. That's it. It's over. That's it. Yeah. So
1: he had a couple We're of tattoos good. that he had, he definitely had a couple of tattoos that meant something. Um, and I think uh, what's his name, Skeen. Skeen. Mm-hmm. He is. Uh, he is one guy to to watch. Um, you know the the characters are um there are certain shows that I watch like season 1 and season 2 and I still cannot get into it Star Trek the new um not the new one the um Star Trek uh, Discovery is like one show that you know I I I love sci-fi and I love Star Trek um I started watching you know season 1 of Discovery and I just could not get into the characters um but the last two episodes with these guys in 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 the in the village or whatever, planning their their little um, their little heist, um, you get to know them. You get to know a little bit about them and their motivations. And I'm really into it. And I think the acting has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Um, we uh, online we have talked about the. The um the power players that uh, that are involved in this show we've got uh, a scars guard and whenever there's a scars guard you know it's going to be good. Um, but um, you guys want to talk a little bit about the uh, the I, I don't know the, the the powerful acting that this show has and I again I you know I I, I do want to talk about how different this show is than any other Star Wars. I mean, coming off of something like the book of Boba Fett. Which a lot of people kind of say that it's almost like a live action animated series. Um, you know, it had its good points, it was a little goofy from time to time, but getting from that to Andor and um you know, can we can we go back to a book of Boba Fett after Andor? No. I mean, what do you guys think? Please no. <laughs> <laughs>
4: please no. Oh my god, please no. Why not? What you don't want any colorful motorcycles?
2: Not a no! shiny. Hover, no, hover, not hover, even hover. get me started on the Kitchen aid mixers, please. Oh my <laughs> God. Okay, the,
0: they're gonna go to Power Zords after that. Come on. <laughs> uh,
4: I I like the feeling of the book of Boba Fett, but I agree it uh, it's a very different uh, feel than Andor. Yeah. Andor feels more like a very dark war type. Move feeling, um, which you know, of course, was how Rogue One felt. And that's so what I really appreciated about Rogue One is it it wasn't the science fiction opera that uh, Star Wars, A New Hope or Empire Strikes Back was. It was a very dark movie. And that's what I really appreciated. And the acting in this is very is very awesome and it reflects that that mood.
1: I'm drawn. Yeah, I'm drawn in whenever the actors get on stage. I mean, you know, Mon Mothma and his Hmm. uh, and her, um, you know, dialogue and at the dinner table. um, The family dynamic is just amazing. Uh, You know, there's no cute little aliens with father issues. It's (laughs) I think it's I think it's fantastic. And Melanie, you that know actors from back then, not personally, of course. Because no. you're too That's young. What? Yeah. She's got a Ouija board. <laughs> I got a DeLorean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hiding that bad boy. Oh man. But are are you enjoying that aspect of the show?
3: Yes. This is the highest caliber of actors we've had in any Star Wars series.
1: That says a lot, and I agree with yes. it. I agree with that comment. Who froze?
0: Roe. I think Roe oh, did. Ro. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, so I get to take over.
0: <laughs> Sweet.
2: Sweet. All right. We're going to
0: do nothing.
2: <laughs> let's talk about this dickhead right here. Okay?
4: <laughs> oh, Yes, oh, let's talk God. about him. But see, that's, I,
3: the, that's the caliber of acting, though. Because that's, how much we I hate was going to say, yes. I don't yes. even
2: know who this actor is, to tell you the truth. Honestly. Alistair this McKenzie. The, yeah, this is the first yeah. time I'm seeing him, and I absolutely cannot stand him at all it's horrible but i gotta tell
3: you he's making for a great meme he's got such a punchable face
0: and that's what i've seen him yeah and that's what scruffy 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 and i have gone back and forth on perrin and um as we affectionately call him corn pop which is uh cyril Cyril. Cyril. yes Uh, okay that's what we're
3: calling him now uh, 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 oh yeah we're calling him uh,
0: uh, we call him corn pop on our show and i love it uh the We can't stand the characters, Mm -mm. and Scruffy just can't stand them. I love the characters because I can't stand them. Because they're so so, yes, I love to hate them. They're portraying them in such a cringy, horrible Mm -hmm. manner that I respect the I love the character because of they're portraying it so well.
2: Yeah. You know, they're
0: they're wanting they're making us hate them Mm -hmm. and through their acting. And it's just I, I absolutely love it.
2: I mean, we're still dumping on Tim. And he
0: died. Oh, come <laughs> Tim, on. Listen. Why are you <laughs> oh, no. on
4: Tim? We decided, We're ready to
2: I'm dig so him sorry. up and
3: do it again. <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Don't take the dust oh, out of
2: him. We, <laughs> you should read some of our threads on Twitter. For,
4: for, for like a week, all I heard out of these two was snitches get snitches end up in ditches. Really? Seriously, <laughs> mm-hmm. <so> guys. <laughs> it's true.
2: Oh, my God. But it's true. I mean, jealous, I feel man. like they are going for that Emmy on this show. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, they really mm-hmm. just... Went
4: yeah.
3: full force
0: on it. Right, can we Ro- talk about Cyril's mom? Yo. away. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I like to call her this
3: the space Ida Morgenstern. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh,
0: <laughs> I'd like to go back to Rose's original question uh before he froze, which was how can we go back to Book of Boba Fett? Mm-hmm. And I I think yes. Um, I, I wanna go back to something I want I'm I'm anxiously awaiting Mando season three. I like the fact that we're getting diversity. Mm-hmm. Um Mando was a continuation of what Star Wars originally was, you Absolutely. know, it's the space opera fantasy. Um, I remember watching Mando season one and first episode, I think I was either tweeting or texting the guys. I felt like that six-year-old kid again, when I went in and saw empire strikes back, you know, it had that magic feeling and it was great. Okay. Loved it. Bo- Book of Boba Fett was, it was fun. Um, you know, uh, Kenobi was mixed. Couldn't find its tone, but, uh, you know, we got some backstory on, on Obi-Wan. Okay. Um, but this is something new and that's what we've wanted we've wanted it for a long time we've wanted something more mature uh when this is kind of what we wanted when we got the sequels you know we we've grown up with star wars uh we didn't want all cookie cutter we don't want mando 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 in the future of star wars I love that we're getting Andor, something different. But I also love that we can retain something like Mando. We have the animated, you know, Shanti. The animated is not for you. That's fine. fine. You know, uh, Star Wars is a diverse community. Uh, I love the animation. Clone Wars, love Clone Wars, um, except for Resistance. Yeah, we don't, yeah. We don't, yeah. That oh was Josh, first... Josh
1: loves resistance. <laughs> oh, right, we Josh? Sith Care Bear. Oh it's his we favorite. Did... He loves it. He's got we did a
0: it. we did a special edition dumpster fire That's episode so just about resistance. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Josh, you should look that one up. Oh my god! Uh, but yeah it, it you know we can have different style programming yeah for the different feels there's times i want to sit back with popcorn and watch something like mando or book of boba fett and just have fun uh because that's what star wars should be is fun but then there's going to be times i really want to activate my brain on something like andor and really get into the the nitty gritty stuff in the the war
1: films you know yeah i agree um Wow, uh, where do I go? You know, it's um.
0: You're right. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> you know this. Uh, I, I this think is go giving back
4: to Mon mothma's wife, her husband. Oh husband. yeah, there yeah.
1: You know, it's interesting. They introduce uh, Mon Mothma's <laughs> husband, and um, something that uh, we did not know. Um, obviously, with uh, all the iterations of Mon Mothma since Return of the Jedi. Um, this week we, we get introduced to, um, to her, um, bratty teenage daughter. (laughs) And, um, that's gonna, that, that looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Right. Um, but you know, it's, it, it reminded me of, and I think it was one of the Leia books, um, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, or the, the one where they talk about her family, um, blood, bloodline. Um, they they get into a little bit of a history of Leia's parents and why they weren't around a lot because they were kind of in the background, um, helping to formulate the rebellion or you know to form the rebellion and uh, all that stuff. So this is kind of reminding me of of similar actions. And I know you've got Mon Mothma doing things you know clandestinely away from from the Imperial Senate and uh, neglecting her family per se. And I think we're getting a taste of you know how that affects you personally um we are introduced to this family obviously she's um not really focused there she's focused elsewhere and i think that's uh i I think that's an interesting dynamic especially for uh you know as a part of a star wars television show Mm -hmm. um any thoughts on that did i just hear our two yeah okay somebody was texting okay (laughs) i thought i was hearing things. But there's certain dynamics in the show that are, um, again, very different. I think all around, there's, the, you know, this show is obviously we we talked about how different it is, but there are so many, um, you know, things with within this show that uh, that are uniquely Andor. I think at this point, you know, early on, I said that this is going to be a um, a benchmark and maybe a gold standard to what Star Wars should be um, going forward. But I know what you're saying, Brown Leader, regarding the diversity. I was listening to um, our friends over at Rebel Force Radio talking about how, you know, there's so much out there that each Star Wars is kind of a little bit different. You've got Book of Boba Fett in contrast with Andor. And, you know, I don't know what, what Ahsoka is going to be like tone wise. Um, but it, to some people, there are... Um, I guess the idea that Star Wars seems to be all over the place where it's tone it seems like a little schizophrenic sometimes, but I think it could be a double-edged sword in, in this case where, you know, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to cast out a wide net to try to attract as many um, different types of people to the franchise um, that could help or hurt it um, based on, I don't know what everybody likes or dislikes and the, the tolerance level of, of uh, people sharing. But I think that's kind of like a personal thing. Um, But um, I don't know if I would want all star Wars to be as serious and uh, heavy as Andor. I think you're right. I think star Wars also needs to be fun. Um, But uh, yeah.
2: I just, there there needs to be a level of understanding that, If you're going to concentrate on certain periods of time and certain characters, it's not going to all be, you know, sunshine and rainbows and stuff like that. So that's Mm -hmm. why I'm okay. I mean, I feel like some people are acting like you've had nothing but serious Star Wars. Like, really, this is the most serious and the most adult Mm -hmm. that we have gotten with Star Wars. So, as always, relax. (laughs) Like skip it honestly skip it i mean i understand a lot of us podcasts and a lot of us stream so we want to have content ourselves so i get why and you have every right to complain and same way that we have every right to be the shill shack here right now for andor and i get that Woo! but you know honestly i mean if it doesn't float your boat that's that's great i just you know as long as you've got like really legitimate reasons why then i'm cool with it and it's fine mm. you know there's something for everybody i could not get past the three episodes of the bad batch that's why i have no intentions of watching the second season and, and i'm okay with that and I'm, and I'm okay with not going on and talking about it
4: sure one of my favorite sayings was or favorite quotes i heard was uh, nobody hates star wars more than a star wars fan it's <laughs> kind of so it's, true it's so true and there's that's some so pretty sad. brutal people out there and i've i've often you know you'll hear on some of the podcasts me kind of pick apart different things that I don't like. But the reality is like what you like. You know yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna not like what I like, like what I like, but you know, we're all not gonna agree. And nothing's uh, perfect, believe me. I, perfect. I
2: don't think Andor is perfect either, but I am thoroughly enjoying the show.
1: <laughs> Let's fire him again. <laughs>
2: oh, God. Number 39. You're so fired. You're so fired. Um by the way, this is his creation not mine yeah. i don't want to take any credit for this <laughs> idiot right here this was all josh
1: <laughs> let's talk about the uh, overall idealism of uh this ragtag group that is uh going up against the empire um <laughs> i had i had this idea while watching them um that uh you know here we are again the rebels are going to go up against the empire with kind of with sticks and stones and the empire is this big you know obviously the, the powerful empire um they did the same thing obviously in return of the jedi when they um were in cahoots with the ewoks remember that movie <laughs> <laughs> but uh um, nope, never seen it, you know, George Lucas always had this idea of the uh, you know the the underdog you know, overtaking the 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 big empire he had you know comparisons between. Um, what was going on in Southeast Asia between the United States and and the the Vietnam Army, uh, et cetera. So I, you know, I feel that in some cases that Andor is kind of going back to those basics as far as the ideology of us versus them when it comes to that uh, galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's been part of Star Wars, no matter what Star Wars you're watching, whether it's animation or movies or series. Um, what, what do you guys think of that?
0: I like how they're giving each character their own reason. You know, everybody has, uh, has their, what was the right. line? Everybody has their own rebellion. Um, you know, for Skeen, it's pepper trees and his brother for, uh, the, for Gorn it's love lost, you know, cause he loved the local for Nemec. Uh, he wants to be a Marxist or something. I don't know. Um, you know, the, you know, it, he's a true believer. Um, you know, uh, workers' rights to production or whatever it is he was talking about, and the you know everybody's got in, Cassians in it. Right now, he's in it for the he needs the money. You know, he needs mm-hmm. the cash. Uh, he's just trying to escape his past. But um, I like how they're just working in all those. They're they're showing it's not just you know the alliance wasn't just all one group of true believers. Right. Quote. Quote. Unquote.
1: And I did mention the fact that, you know, we've got rebel cells kind of popping up all over the place. They each have their own, um, I guess, their own M.O. Um, So Nemec's lines are interesting because there's a lot of people that are talking about that. So he says so much going wrong, so much to say, and all of it is happening so quickly. He continues by saying the pace of repression outstrips our ability to understand it um that's very star wars isn't it that line and that is the real trick of the imperial thought machine it's easier to hide behind 40 atrocities than a single incident that was his manifesto per per se but um you know talking talk about you know some serious writing there um you know you can't see that in in old star wars and you don't see that in old star wars it does make you think Um, it makes you think about their motivations as individuals against this empire. And I think it's something that we're not used to doing Mm -hmm. at least Mm -hmm. not, not from the point of view of, of adults, you know, growing up on this franchise, you know, it's, um, it's interesting to me. And I think that, I think that's why I find it, I find Andor so refreshing as a series and, um, as what they're doing, um, for fans And I know a lot of people are, um, I don't know. I, I I don't see a lot of uh, flack over Andor on Twitter, and I find that refreshing. But maybe it's because of the circles that we run in. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I love that about this show so far. What do you think of Nemec's uh, little speech, Melanie?
3: Um, well, I mentioned on Twitter. I don't know. He he may be sort of the Thomas Paine of the group. If you want to place him historically. Mm-hmm. if you if you replace man- pamphlet with manifesto right because he's sort of writing about this he's trying to he's trying to put words to this cause that that doesn't really have it yet
1: right and they're each, there's no they're declaration still finding of
3: independence or anything yet right. and there's st- and he's still trying to you know get people into his his mode of thinking but it does make me wonder where he's going with it right
1: yeah do you think that it's a little bit um extreme to a point do you think he's he's one of those guys that just kind of crosses over the line?
3: I'm not sure if it's just it's it's maybe his idealism a little bit because he's very young mm-hmm. and it it's it's easy for him to see things in a certain way where it's not easy for these other these other people in his group to see it that way because they've had too much experience behind them right even though they're they're young too. Because right. Cassian's still young at this point, sure. But in his dialogue, he's saying, "Oh yeah, you know, I was there when I was from thirteen to sixteen, and then I did this and this." And you're like, he's got a lot of life experience, yeah.
1: sure, for yeah. good or bad. And I think that that was the point, really, that every every character so far, um, and this might, you know, this is probably the reason for the slow burn that every character you're getting to know every character's motivation for their own mm-hmm. rebellion. Mm-hmm. whether it's outward or, or inward, like you said, you know, each of the characters have their own way of, of, of dealing with it. Right. Um, and the, uh, the ISB is starting to get wind of the organization, which I find that fascinating too. Uh, the yeah. character of Miro is starting to put two and two together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she, you know, as Shanti calls her crazy eyes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Agreed. But she's, uh, you know, she's a fascinating character. I do um, like her character. And what's that? The uh, the head guy, Penta Pentagaz, Rogaz, what's his name? Um, I thought he was going to
2: say Pentagon.
1: <laughs> what? He's fascinating, too, because there's a line there that he said uh, during last episode. It's almost like. You know, they're acknowledging the fact that um, there's a woman in as part of the Imperial Security Bureau where before there wasn't any. I know the you know, we have notions that the Empire is a little xenophobic. There's not a lot of aliens. Um, There are hardly any women up until, you know, the original trilogy didn't kind of have that, you know, whether it's behind the scenes because they were filming wherever they were filming or story wise later on. You know, you start to see female officers in, in some of the ancillary material. But I find that interesting if they're going to kind of weave that in there to see, uh, you know, that line. He says that it almost made it seem like he trusts her and mm-hmm. she has to be careful in this world, in her job to make sure that she's doing things that doesn't draw attention from the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Um, well, here's
3: what I noticed. He said he referred to her as people like you.
1: Right. So I was Which wondering made me
3: think of what Cassian said. Nobody expects people like me.
1: Right. Okay.
3: Someone like me. Mhm. That's why he was able to just walk in the door. Mhm.
1: Yeah, and you know, I I think be I took it a different way, obviously because I am of Mexican descent and so is Diego Luna. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But I but I I am thinking that um the line that was said to Miro is is that is that meant in the same way to be derogatory towards women? The same way that the line people like you um, for we, we know and where, myself? We don't know where she came from yet.
2: Yeah. yeah. Maybe it had to do more with her she was, yeah, where she actually comes from versus yeah. the fact that she's a
1: female. Yeah. Like she she
3: sister. <laughs> so
1: with dyed blonde hair? She changed your yeah. appearance?
3: Yeah. And accent? Mm-hmm. to fit in huh.
0: well didn't they didn't he say she came from enforcement was a uh, different division um i think in
1: yeah but th- there's got to be more to it than just you yeah. came from but a but different like, department right
3: wise where she came from mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. where they picked her up that could have been one of these liberated planets you know and then
1: yes like a yeah. class a class society oh, kind of thing. right there what tina's saying mm-hmm. oh yeah there yeah you go. yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah, but, uh, you know, again, it, it's interesting. And I know the, some of the filmmakers had made some comments regarding real world situations kind of infused into this. Um, I don't think it's as um, as in your face as a lot of the detractors of, of Disney Star Wars is making it seem. I think it's very subtle. And we each, I think, are going to be able to kind of pick from from uh from these lines or situations based on our own own experience, which is mm-hmm. great I think it's uh fantastic you know it's definitely a Star Wars that is really making us think and um, not only just enjoy you know things exploding and lightsabers slicing things in two but it's um it's definitely uh you know something that will make us think yeah. Dragon Buddy says that maybe it's Ray's mom <laughs> <laughs>
0: <sighs>
1: Maybe she's a Skywalker. No, no, that's
0: Luthien. Oh, oh please, Melanie. <laughs> no. Uh, I saw somebody on Twitter. According to them, it's uh Luthien's assistant, or Luthien's assistant is Ray's mom.
1: Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, everybody's Ray's mom. Yeah, yeah exactly. she <laughs> got around. Um. Uh, i wanted to ask you guys do you think that this payroll mission is real or is is do you think it's a ruse are they actually this is going to payroll <laughs> uh, I, doesn't i, I mean work. doesn't the empire have direct deposit
4: thank you <laughs> that <laughs> hit me that hit out. me this morning i was sitting there this morning and I, I was kind of thinking about the show and i'm like wait a minute so we don't have direct deposit in the galaxy far <laughs> far away <laughs> even in 2020 we were getting rid of uh, actual paper checks and you know i've got a debit card now I don't really carry cash hardly anymore. Are we, really? Right. Payroll. Okay.
1: It's a well, but you, Is Yeah. Do you think so? What do you think? Uh, what do you think is the real mission? I think it's. Or, not, or, it's or if thrott- you have predictions for next week, real Cocaine mission. Man. Or- <laughs> spice. Spice. <laughs> spice.
4: I think it's a, a distraction of some sort. I just yeah. don't know how yeah. or what yet.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I th- I think there's a chance it could be about the money because of his interaction with Mon Mothma the first time talking oh, yeah. about the funds drying mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Um in Star Wars has always been about credits and you know remember when in A New Hope Han Solo was loading those canisters of right. uh you know of credits before the raid on the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Um it's always been about physical currency in in a in the galaxy and he um he you know, he made the comment he's got a lot of mouths to feed. You know, Luther's right. out there networking, trying to get this thing all put together. We know later on he goes to see Saw. Um, you know, he's trying to get all these groups to 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 do this stuff. He's trying to, you know, be the hub of the wheel. And uh the the way the as frazzled as he looked and distressed at the end of that episode um, trying to listen to that radio to find out how the mission is going. Um, I, I really do think there's a good chance it could be about the payroll. It could be about the money. They've got to, they've got to get the money from somewhere, you know, to pay all. Uh, uh, they've got to buy the supplies, you know, troops, troops, uh, you know, armies survive on funding, you know, you've got to get the food, you've got to get the supplies and the weapons and the, you know, you've got to do all that. And, and it takes cash.
1: A rebellion takes money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he's, got
3: re- he's got reason to be nervous, too, because that discussion they had in the camp about how they were going to get it off the runway. And
1: mm-hmm.
3: Cassian's like, OK, so you don't know how this works? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And- <laughs> mm-hmm. So he's got reason to be nervous. Sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: About whether it's going to go <laughs> off or not. He's <laughs> like, oh.
1: Mm-hmm. I find that interesting, too. They all have reason to be nervous because it seems like they, you know, they're strangers to each other to a certain degree, especially Cassian to everybody else. Um, From a from I guess from an operational standpoint, it is kind of dangerous to bring a a stranger in kind of the last minute. Um, But it just really shows you really how desperate they are as well. You know, they're 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 teaming up. Um, They're going to do something, you know, incredibly dangerous and and risky. Um, And, uh, you know, we do know that uh, somebody, I think, behind the scenes said that uh, don't fall in love with uh, many of these characters because a lot of them are not going to make it, Uh, which leads me to to believe um, that this might be a ruse. Um, I have a prediction that we're going to finally see Saw next week and. We will be introduced to the real reason as to why this uh, this mission is going to to go forward. I think Sagarera is going to intervene and uh, mess things up in a really really big way, and that's uh, that'll be the introduction to Saw. and And I base that on his tactics. Um, there's a couple of books that I have read where you know, obviously we know that Sagarera is uh, over the top, um, you know, and uh, this this operation might be right up his alley as far as uh you know go in uh strike hard and go out um what about this uh important person that is arriving from coruscant who do we think that is what did they say it was a it was a, an engineer or something
0: engineer yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah but um who knows
4: yeah i, I have, i've been thinking about it and i can't really put a finger on that
0: one yeah I don't know. I you know, to have somebody like Krennic in the show, that would be, I don't know. Um, or Jin's for father, you know, I, mm. yes. I, you know, I mean, if they're trying to make a point out of, you know, they keep repeating the fact that it's going to be, you know, some big head honcho engineer right. guy, it's gotta be somebody of some significance unless mm-hmm. they're just gonna unless they're pulling somebody out of lore that is just going to be, you know, kind of an Easter egg kind of thing.
1: Right. And uh, it doesn't seem like this uh, this installation is super important other than just having money there. And why would an engineer come to visit uh, the coffers of the Empire at this point? Unless right. something else is happening. And I think that's why I think it's a ruse. Um, who knows? We'll find out in four days. Mm-hmm. All right so uh any other thoughts on uh this episode that we haven't covered I know we uh went all over the place and I want to thank our chat for uh contributing
2: I want that cereal that karn was eating
1: oh <laughs> yes
3: pretty good
4: that looked epic uh, I'm gonna have to go get that <laughs> absolutely I'm did gonna you see, I'm... did you see the blue uh the blue the blue marshmallow
1: milk? bars yes,
0: oh okay. yes
1: really
4: yes. Yes. Oh, good hmm I gotta make those
1: mm-hmm. I'm gonna do a contest uh, you know there's a shot of cereal cyril cereal Cyril <laughs> holding one of those cocoa puffs and looking at it real uh, mm-hmm. intently so I'm gonna devise a giveaway contest. I want to see as many people um, as I can get uh, to uh, hold a cocoa puff next to their their nose and um, tag us but um, that'll be something else that'd be kind of fun on it. <laughs> Andor crunch. Yeah. Andor crunch. Nice. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Any final thoughts on this episode? Um obviously we are um looking forward to more Andor just to see what is going on. Nobody mentioned my little uh episode 5 uh table uh graphic here. Um I worked uh really <laughs> oh. hard on that.
2: <laughs> Good job. <Nice. laughs>
1: But any final thoughts on uh, on this week's episode of Andor?
2: I feel um, like nothing happened but something happened at the same yeah, time, right? but you know what? I liked it. I'm still excited for, you know, this coming
3: week and I'm totally invested. That's all I can say.
1: Absolutely. Melanie, how about you?
3: There's a lot going on even in the quiet moments. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, I think that's what people are forgetting. I think, you know, if you're, um, if you're not watching this show, you're doing yourself a disservice. Um, I know a lot of people stayed back uh, from watching um, some other show. I don't know, whatever, but uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot happening. Like you said, there's a lot happening even in the quiet moments and um, you know, you got to watch it. uh, You got to watch it twice at least because there is uh, stuff happening. Mm -hmm.
4: I know, so there's no useless dialogue
1: no no, no just no yeah.
4: chatter no gabbing just it takes they get down they viewings. get down to
1: business yeah. yeah and i think that what that's what makes um that's what makes this show i think uh a lot of times um the show seems planned
3: <laughs> wow. wow
1: yeah <laughs> who, would right. who would have thought seriously And
3: even the performances are planned because when you look at them, even their little bits of business in the way that they just have a look go across their face or they're telegraphing a lot.
1: Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. So I've got, uh, there's three things I'm wondering about is, is there, is there a trader in the midst, Mm -hmm. you know, is there a plant and something Ro, you said was maybe I'm starting to wonder if maybe Nemec is almost a plant from saw um there's a chance you know cuz he's such a believer and you know what such high fever pitch saws people are um about a cause uh two um oh and now i lost my thought two uh what were we talking about scurfy who are the clients that uh, yes. you know who are the clients that are coming the next morning to luthin's shop and uh three Uh, what Easter egg from the third Indiana Jones movie are they going to plant into some scene somewhere because we've had something from the first two films so far?
1: Yeah, Mm. All good things to look forward to. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Excellent. So, um, yeah. This uh, this was a great discussion, guys. Thank you so much. Um, Episode five of Andor and uh looking forward to more i know shanti's got to hop off soon but we will um end it um it looks like we covered a lot um shanti what are you doing um you are uh heading over to your show is that correct yes sir scarif after dark and we've got (gasps) dv
2: horror movies and how they're the ultimate aphrodisiac
3: so we got db and we
2: got our cruise director kelly coming with us to talk about it but before i sign off i want to thank ro again oh, for my right. lightsaber and how usps a month and a half later finally <laughs> freaking play so thank you again ro i am absolutely in love with it and it's become it's very popular in my house because even my parents
1: are <laughs> <laughs> like swinging around. Look what Shanti got. <laughs> my dad's all about it. And speaking of, I'll do this real fast. Um, we're sending each other stuff. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy this figure row for the band who loves star Wars and all the things that have inspired star Wars. Love you buddy. Buddy <laughs> would just would just send me. <gasps> oh my God.
2: It's I the saw, same one I have.
1: Oh. Metropolis action figure. Oh, Fair. that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, wow. Oh, come. nice. Thank awesome. you so much. You're welcome. Oh, man, I love it. I saw when you posted yours, I saw it. I'm like, oh, my God, I love that.
2: <laughs> um, and, that and that came from the Bits and Buttons store
1: where I went. And very nice. Oh, cool. Um, yep. The uh, the interview that you did. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. And speaking of giveaways, we got uh, some giveaways coming up on the Scarab Scuttlebutt podcast. Um, I've got some hats and some action figures and uh, some keychains that I'm going to give away in packs. So please look for that. Um, but uh, remember to look for the rest of the Red Five Network and Scruffy and Brown Leader. Make sure that folks um, follow you. Where can folks find you?
0: absolutely they can uh we're on the big three social facebook instagram and twitter so you can find us on any of those i'm super active uh sometimes hyper active on twitter um can email us at brown squadron at gmail.com and you can find us on your podcast service of choice
1: absolutely wonderful melanie where can people find you to bug you about pairing
3: oh, on the twitter <laughs> and they can join our posse yeah <laughs> <laughs> At Melanie Marquita on Twitter.
1: Thank you, guys. And thank you guys in the chat, everyone. We love to talk to you. If you want to leave us a voicemail, 773-234-8659 or send us an email at scuttlebutt at gmail.com. Let us know what your thoughts are on and or if you're looking forward to it. If you don't like it, if you like it, why, why or not, why not? uh that's about it we will uh hopefully have brad back in the next couple of months he is out to sea doing real jedi stuff talk to you guys later this is ro from the Scarf scuttlebutt podcast don't forget scarif after dark where the butts are scuttled <laughs> i don't know why i don't want to know what that means but uh talk to you guys later love you be safe may the force be with you and that's the scuttlebutt